Hey, listeners. Today's episode of How Did This Get Played features a game that has both violent content and some grim themes that some people may find upsetting. Consider this a trigger warning if you'd like to avoid that content. Happy birthday, birthday to, to me. you. Oh, wow. thanks for showing up for my birthday, guys. I am so excited. And you know what? We've got my favorite cake. And I uh, think uh, the birthday girl deserves the first bite of the cake. Hell yeah. Uh, hey, Heather, uh, mm-hmm. can I talk to you real quick? Uh, okay, sure. Of course. Um, so I know this is your day, but yeah, uh, I've lived it... Uh, 200 times in a row like I'm in a time loop on your birthday what What? Uh, yeah and I figured out that I'm my purpose in the only way I can escape this hell is to stop you from what you're about to do which is eat the entire cake (laughs) well you think is this some kind of joke no, is it's that not a, a joke. challenge. Just, no, it's not a challenge. You think I can't do it? I do. I know. I I know you can do it. Oh, I've why witnessed you, you do it hundreds watch of times. Me eat this entire cake, oh, huh? You oh, fucking God. asshole! Oh no! Oh no! Now this is what I came oh, here to see. <laughs> Happy birthday to me! Oh man, guys, this is so exciting! And look, we've got my favorite cake here. I can't wait to try it. Hell yeah! <laughs> hey, he- hey, Heather, can, yeah. I, can I talk to you real quick? Of hey, course, um, of course. What's going on? Hey, uh, so we've had this conversation a few times. Uh, what? So I'm trapped in a time loop. Oh. Uh, I've experienced your birthday over 200 different times. Oh and my god! I figured out that my purpose is to stop you from eating an entire cake. Now, please don't react to this. Okay. By immediately eating the cake. Um, please, can we just take a second and and discuss, and I can explain how I've discovered this. Ding, okay. time's up. Now I'm gonna eat the entire cake. Oh, no, you're not. You get the fuck out of here. Get off my cake. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, wait. Happy birthday to me. Well, guys, I'm, 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 what the fuck are you doing? I'm eating oh your whole cake. God. I'm yeah. eating your entire birthday cake. Why are you it's doing okay. it like that, though? He's like, it's, it's, I'm resolving. I'm closing a time loop. Just let me eat this fucking thing. Jesus Christ. He like unhinged his jaw. This is the fifth time he's done this at one of my birthdays. He always <laughs> says some bullshit about being in a time loop. And then he's got to keep me from eating an entire cake, which I would never do unless I wanted to. What a fucking jerk. Thankfully, I've got a, a second cake here because I thought oh, he fuck. might do it. And God I'm not. Oh, no, <laughs> we fill a mug with water and we fill a mug with water and we fill a mug with water in controversial time loop mystery game 12 minutes this week on How Did This Get Played?
Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, est, video games of all time. Wow. That third W is by Joe Har, courtesy of... Thomas Jefferson, <laughs> submit yours at Get Played Pod hashtag www. I'm Nick Weiger along with Heather Ann Campbell. It's really hard for me to talk because I'm saluting so hard. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, my arm is frozen in yeah. place. I am locked into full patriot mode. Wow. <laughs> I'm Heather Ann Campbell along with our host. <laughs> Matt Apodaca. We got. We could just say. We could just say along with Matt Apodaca. That's (laughs) (laughs) along with the canonical host of the show, (laughs) Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back, Bucket Edge. Can I say something about please uh, the um the statement that you just yeah the Constitution? I think. Those words. Wait, that was the Declaration of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> right. Those words. Whatever. Yeah, it's all same shit. It's all fucking bullshit anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> Those words coming from Nick Weiger's mouth carry more weight than the original statement. Wow. I don't follow. It was what more do you mean powerful hearing it from Nick than stupid Thomas Jefferson. Even even. The way that he fumbled inalienable rights, even that? Yeah, even when he messed up, uh, it was still better because um, I thought I, I, covered it I, I, well. I, 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 I can guess that Thomas Jefferson was even a bigger corny dork than, than Weiger. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have any recordings of Jefferson's voice. Maybe he's got like, me help these two to be self evident. Me, me. Me. It's either that or oh. he was like the biggest Chad of all time. What the what fuck just was happened? that? <laughs> I, kicked o- I kicked over my water bottle, okay? Move, grow up. Okay? Everyone's fired up. <laughs> uh, loving this energy so far. We have a... Boy, man, I I'll, I'm, I won't tip my hand too much about this week's game, but I do, I do, we do always say uh, before we send the gaming hell. This one was, I feel like, an unpleasant experience, and we'll no. we'll talk about that yes. a bit. But before yes. we just, before we do that, before we descend into gaming hell, it is first time to briefly touch on a game we are currently enjoying or are excited about in this case by first spending seventy seconds in gaming heaven. Matt, say when. Let's go. So. By sheer coincidence, everybody, everybody go by sheer coincidence. We are recording this at the same time as Gamescom. And right before we started recording this episode, we were watching the Death Stranding director's cut preview trailer. This one apparently was cut by Kojima. I'm fucking pumped. It looks good as shit. Pumped, 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 pumped. Death Stranding director's cut. I just want to know all I'm fixated on right now, because there's a lot to be fixated on. But I want to know if they're going to release the new energy drink. So they've reskinned the monster energy drinks as Bridges Energy. And yes. if that fucking shit comes out, I will give myself a heart attack <laughs> on Twitch, <laughs> live to camera. <laughs> Just chugging. I will I will duct tape my two-scale BB to my head f- and just funnel 
energy into my into my throat like I'm a COVID <laughs> patient. <laughs> Intubated with uh, Bridges energy drink. <laughs> is it is, so? It, it, it was Time's monster and yay. Okay, well we're we're excited. Check out that trailer. <laughs> and uh, we do have another uh, something else interesting to talk about. Uh, that like this was a thing that I was kind of reminded by, but also was like, wait, did I ever really remember this? But back in the PlayStation One era. There was a game called MTV Music Generator. Maybe calling it a game is a little bit uh, inaccurate because it was more of a uh, of a you know a, a digital editing. What, Be careful, what? Nick! You you can make some enemies on Reddit if you go down this path. I think it's not a game. <laughs> That's my take on MTV Music Generator. Not a game. <laughs> it, it was more like a piece of software that you could use for audio engineering, and apparently this was very, very popular and kind of gave this, uh, the led this new generation of this younger generation of producers and and DJs um, uh, from from being hobbyists with this game, uh, with this piece of software that you could play on your PlayStation. And we were finding out that one of those users was our uh, was our amazingly talented engineer and composer, Devin Bryant. Yeah, absolutely. I it's so weird. I haven't thought about it in a very long time, but it was in this weird uh, space before I started college for audio production and mm-hmm. kind of after I'd already got my feet wet with like a, you know, like a digital eight track, you know, sort of thing and a cassette four track. So I sort of knew what was going on, but I read about this thing, MTV Music Generator, which was like, you can use the PlayStation to compose songs, to sample things from CDs, to, you know, loop and and pull, you know, and reorganize. And it was just, it was really cool. Uh, the, the, the article I was reading about this was that basically... Like like at the time, if you were going to have a, a a setup like this to actually use professionally, you're talking thousands of dollars. And this was Definitely. a game that you could get for 50 bucks for a PlayStation one that you just ha- might have in your house anyway. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we we made I lived with uh, my band at the time in Seattle and we made tons of stuff with this. Um, it may have been on my mind recently because I've been going back to kind of all the things we made on like our HP Pavilion gateway computer and, you know, yeah. like all, all the all the stuff that we just had at our disposal. And when you go back and listen to it now, you're like, oh, that's just Vaporwave. But it, right. at the time, it was like, <laughs> this is what we have. This is our sound yeah. card. This is, you know, we can make music using the PlayStation. We just used everything at our disposal to, you know, to try and get our ideas down. And MTV Music Generator was shockingly awesome sounding. So it, you mentioned that you could, uh, you know, uh, you could sample things from CDs like that. It yeah. was that sophisticated. You could, like swap out the disc and and pull audio off of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, we would. Uh, so we had our digital eight track and we would record drums down in the basement and then we would burn CDs of like just the kick, just the snare, just the wow. hi hats and things. And then we would fly it into to music generator and you could. Yeah, exactly. Sample. You couldn't get a lot of it, but you could get like one or two kicks, one or two snares, and you'd have a little bit of variety that you could work in there. Um, you couldn't do anything crazy like import a whole guitar track, right. like the whole song or anything like that. Uh, it was still mostly geared towards, you know, kind of like uh, I, whatever would have been going on then, like drum and bass, jungle and things like that. It had a lot of sounds that were specific to those kind of genres. It looks like they released multiple, multiple versions because yeah. I've got I, like MTV Music Generator three. Yeah, they like released the, a, one for PlayStation two at least. 
Wow. Yeah, I just saw that today. I'd never heard of the the sequels, but I, I mean, I definitely used the heck out of the first one. And like Nick said, wow. yeah, it was like 50 bucks, which was a big deal when I was like a broke college student trying to save sure. $50 to buy yeah. a game. <laughs> they, it seems like it's it's still a thing that like, um, like, I don't know, like music production companies like, or, you know, uh, like gadget so- like software people still make like Korg has a game for Switch that you could oh, really? like music with. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like using I'm curious a, to know why this engine. was ever branded as MTV, though. That's interesting to me. Well, they're famously music television. Oh, that's oh, right. right. <laughs> you might not know that these days because all they seem to air is ridiculousness. But yeah, <laughs> which, if you ask me, is ridiculousness. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch some of ridiculousness recently. I was like, that's ah, funny. <laughs> I, gotta, I get why people watch it. Um. Devin, do, do you, I mean, so what happened to all these, to these tracks you were making? You're just star- storing them on a PlayStation 1 memory card. Could you burn them to a CD? Is there any way to, to get it off of the, the console? Exactly. That was one of the, that was one of the problems is that the memory wasn't, wasn't very large on the PlayStation 1 memory card. I think you could right. probably have like, God, I'm trying to remember. I think it was maybe four or five, like three to four minute songs on it before it would yeah. kind of run out. I um, think it and- had eight megs of storage. I think it was okay. that limited. There, yeah, there you go. So and if you were using a ton of the built in samples, you could have like more of the songs on it. But if you brought in your own samples, it would obviously lessen how much you could you, you could you could keep on there. And so, yeah, when you ran out of space, you'd have to run the, you know, the whatever, the red and yellow, the RCA out to something, either to the external digital eight track that we had or to a CD burner when we had a standalone one for a little bit. But unfortunately, tons of it is kind of gone because it all just sort of resided on the on the memory cards. And it wasn't my PlayStation anyway. So God knows whatever happened to that memory card. Yeah. Somewhere out there. So a la Ernest Hemingway lost a trunk of his writing when he was young. And so it's out there somewhere. These lost novels. There are lost. Devin Bryant. How did this get played demos (laughs) (laughs) on memory cards at some GameStop? Yeah. Or they were overwritten to make room for Tomba saves or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny, too, because this is truly still the way that I write uh, the themes for the show is is in MIDI blocks and kind of with the same interface. And MTV Music Generator was absolutely my first experience with MIDI programming. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. That's a little behind the music. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Right now here. Now you're complaining VH1 with MTV, but. Huh? Those are separate? Yeah. Wow. Two different things. They're sort hmm. of the same now because I think they are owned by, they are probably both owned by Viacom if I'm not yeah, it's all Viacom. Uh, mistaken. But yeah. It's all Viacom. Yeah. Hey, you know what's owned by Viacom? All what? of our asses. <laughs> Is that true? I don't know. I, I mean, assume they, uh, so. Viacom did this. sign my birth certificate. They do. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they, they do own me. I want to see the birth certificate, Matt. Uh, okay, here we go again. Nick's uh, a You're going to be the host. Br- Let's see the birth certificate. <laughs> Long form, please. Long form. <laughs> what? When you defamiliarize it like that, what a dumb thing to want. Yeah. What a yes. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see one of the most boring pieces of paper I could see. Also, it's paper. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I want, you're not my president until I see a piece of paper. Yeah. Like, ugh. Ah, boy. Sorry, we just, lost, we just lost another 20 subscribers. 
<laughs> uh, Devin, thank you so much for talking to us about Absolutely. that fascinating, fascinating piece of uh, of gaming history, um, and uh, and the birth of a legend. Uh, wow. And let's but let's get into <laughs> but let's get into this week's game. Uh, unfortunately, we're about twelve minutes in the podcast, which means we should talk about twelve minutes. Twelve minutes is an adventure game developed by Luis Antonio and published by Annapurna Interactive. It was released uh, this year, August 19th, 2021, for Microsoft Windows, Xbox One, Xbox Series X slash S. The game is about a man stuck in a time loop, a la Groundhog Day, and he's trying to solve a crime that is committed in front of him uh, before it is too late and his wife, or himself, ends up dead. But that's just the beginning Of a spooky tale that unravels in ways unfounded by just the premise alone. It's 12 minutes. And if it was up to me, we'd only spend 12 minutes playing it. That's a wrap. (laughs) Uh, We should mention this is on Game Pass if anyone wants to play along. And I'll also say that like we we did with her story, we'll talk a little bit generally about this game and then get into the nuts and bolts of the story because there's only so much that you could with a with a big fat spoiler warning. Um, because there's only so much you can discuss about this game before we get into the narrative, which I found. I'll just say this: I have a pretty star strong stomach. Yes, like I'm. You guys know me. I'm a freaking edge lord. Oh my like, god! You're something of a heat seeker too, correct? <laughs> That's well. No, no. Now you're mixing universes. Oh. Careful. <laughs> um, the. Uh, this game, a lot of this, I found very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like a lot of the, the subject matter and and some of the some of what transpires in this game. And I guess anyone who's potentially going to play this should know going in that it gets very dark and a really like really horrifically violent, and in ways that your player character must be complicit in or active in. Yeah, I mean, I so I, before we start talking about this. I yes. want to I need to shout out uh, a friend of mine and a script he wrote. Um, so Alex Rubens was a fellow writer, both at Rick and Morty and Twilight Zone. And we used to he used to talk to me about the chilling implications of Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. which is that uh, Bill Murray's character does not fall in love with Andy McDowell. He experiences time so many times that he manipulates her into a relationship. Mm-hmm, and that sure. Alex's theory about time loops is they inevitably force the experience, the, the experiencee, the, the person who's stuck in the loop to become a sociopath. That you cannot experience time in the ways suggested by these fictions without becoming a terrible fucking monster. And then he wrote a Twilight Zone episode called Try, Try Again, from season two of Twilight Zone, I think it's one of the best scripts that I've ever read wow. because it's just about a fucking dude who's like in a time loop and he's like having a meet cute with a girl at a museum. And that's sort of like the the foundation for the thing in the same way that 12 Minutes is about a guy who comes home and his girlfriend's got dinner prepared for him and a little bit of a, like a surprise, like a present and a, uh, and a personal reveal. Um, but I think... To what Nick was just saying about the the culpability of the player in these acts of cruelty, 
you can't play a game like this without at some point doing something horrible because right. you're trying to figure out what the fuck is happening, which I think proves my friend Alex's point. There's, I, I, I would say that there, there is a way to get through this game without doing something nightmarish, but nobody can do it because at some point you're like, well, I don't know. I fucking, I'll kill this person. Yeah. You right. know? I'll, I'll um, also say, so there, there is a point where, you know, and once you get past the end game, there is a point where you can reset everything back to, like, it's day one, basically. Basically, it's the first loop. And in that, you can't use your accumulated knowledge as a player of, like, okay, I know just how to progress through this thing. Like, you can't do that. You still need the player character to learn what you've learned through con- uh, committing these various acts in order to be able to have those options. It's not like from be, from the beginning, okay, now I, I know exactly what to do that to, to cause everything to, I mean, kind of resolve, but we'll, we'll, the ending is a whole other thing. I, I, I guess before we go, it, uh, we should, we really probably need to get into story specifics to go much further on this. I, I, I do want to talk about, uh, one thing we should touch on is the all-star cast in this game, which I think is part of yes. why it's gotten so much attention and, uh, some acclaim. I mean, honestly, like, you know, I'm a I'm a middle-aged man, so I pay for a subscription to my local newspaper. And on the front page of LATimes.com mm-hmm. th- this week, there was an article about uh, this game, which never happens. You'll yeah. never see, like, a video game on the front page of the LA Times well, on the if homepage. Well, if they weren't the, the failing LA Times, maybe they would ca- cover <laughs> games more often. Oh, Thank we got you, those Matt. 20 subscribers right back! <laughs> <laughs> nice! Before we get into, and I'm not even going to say where we're headed because I don't want to cue you guys up, <laughs> but <laughs> what, I, what I say is, so the game starts and it's, it's, it's got a sort of self-important presentation. It's presented sort of like a Hitchcock film with like these stark titles and the zoom in on a clock. And the first thing you hear is an orchestra tuning and the... I said out loud, uh-oh, this is hubris. Because that's, <laughs> because I'm, not, I'm now convinced anytime anything starts with an orchestra tuning, whether it be, I think the Steve Jobs movie starts that way, the yeah. PlayStation mm-hmm. 3 starts that way, yeah. and now 12 minutes. You know, you know somebody was like, oh, you know what? I've done something great yeah, here. What, you know what this yeah. deserves? The orchestra tuning. Yeah. So I, I out loud, uh oh. <laughs> Which Didn't by the, the way recent... should be the theme. This week is just a minute of an orchestra tuning. <laughs> <laughs> Did it, didn't Dr. Langaskov have an orchestra tuning very early on? Probably. So. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a no no for Campbell. Um, yeah, it it definitely has the game is a little pretentious, and also like as part of that, it, as I was I was talking to earlier, this game has an uh, as an all star cast, which is part mm-hmm. of why it's so high profile. Daisy Ridley, James McAvoy are the 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 two leads. Seemingly, like I think they agreed to this because they were uh, uh, they had a, a venue to practice their American accents, <laughs> um, and then uh, Willem Dafoe is the uh, bad guy who comes in later. 
And one thing is because of this, this is a time loop game and because you can do things out of sequence and you can experiment, their performances are fine, but they are presented in a way that's that if I was an actor in this, I would be so frustrated that like, like my performance feels completely tonally inconsistent just because yeah. of player agency that like it can go like, like literally can go from where like I, I'm crying and I'm upset uh, you know, like like I'm I'm devastated because I'm 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 accepting something uh, grotesque from my past, yeah. And then instantly I'm like like, so how about dessert, honey? It's it's just, it like like things will just like flip like that. Yeah, I was wondering about that too because like, if you you can, I mean, you can fail a loop right and get sent back and not progress, and so you kind of have to then repeat the same story beat again, and you're going to get the same dialogue reading, but you know, your character knows that you've looped. So in my mind, in like a, in a time loop movie or something like that, or, you know, I guess if this were to happen to you in real life, you would have the knowledge that this has happened and you would be, you'd be more frustrated. So I would just wonder if like, that's just like a programming issue. Like they didn't think to do that. Or if like they couldn't like dynamically, like it like input what loop you're on because like or you know and record dialogue to match that level of frustration because something yeah it would take me out of it a little bit uh to to be like oh this didn't this doesn't match up with the experience yeah one second ago you were watching something horrific and then the the loop restarts and now and you're like another day another dollar yeah you know it's like (laughs) so fucking weird yeah i think i think they could have programmed for that and I think that you could have just had the voice actors say the same line 30 times. Yes. And just all the direction you have to give them is become increasingly frustrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not only would that have been believable because like you would have it would have played into your experience as a player. Yeah. But also as a voice actor, what an easy assignment. You want me to say this 30 fucking times? Fuck yeah. you. Like yeah. by the yeah. end, it's going to sound exactly like the characters would having sat down for the same fucking mug of water. Like, yes. Oh, what a romantic evening having a dessert out of the fridge and two mugs of tap water. (laughs) These people are fucking boring as shit. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Before again, another thing I want to say before we get into the place where we're headed uh, is that the, so when I first started playing the game, uh, and I played it also with Mary. So like after I'd played it for a while, I was like, here, you want it? Because she was like, what's the puzzle game? I know you hate puzzle games, so maybe it's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, Great game to play with your significant other, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> so the first, the reason the conceit of this game is frustrating is that somebody who is in a time loop, the, the protagonist themselves has all the time in the world to do everything. Me as a player, I am not in a time loop. My day is progressing in normal time. Mm-hmm, I am sure. time traveling towards my death in real time. And every time I fucking have to loop through a, another version of this thing, because I'm like, okay, well, apparently you can't. And I'm not, I'm not uh, ruining anything in the game because I'm like, this doesn't happen. But it's not like, oh, I guess I can't use scissors on the plant. Yeah. Like any, you know, mm-hmm. any of those moments, if I'm the player character, the, the actual person, then I'm like, who gives a shit if I can't use, like, I've tried it. 
but I've got nothing else to do. I'm going to be stuck in this loop until I figure out what's supposed to happen, which also is a conceit of loops. And I, and, and it suggests a God and I don't right. like that at all because <laughs> there is no God. So if you did find yourself in a time loop, you should immediately acclimate to the fact that you can't get out of it. Yes. Although the ending of this game is uh, the, the moral of this, where this ultimately lands is so, uh, so fucking weird. Uh, like we said, Kojima loves this game. Uh, he says, uh, quote, hasn't been this much into a game since inside, which we also covered on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I, I just aesthetically, I feel like the, a big thing about this game because this game has been in development for a while. It first debuted at PAX East in 2015. Wow. Jesus so, you know, Christ. like six or seven years of development, uh, small team, you know, sometimes that, that, that happens. These games just, the development drags on a lot. And this is a game where despite its limited scope, it is enormously complex, like accounting yeah. for all the contingencies of player action. It's just it, there. So I, I get that, but aesthetically it's, it's really bland. It like looks like a Sims mod and, I just like I've you know, it's got this top down perspective, which I get like probably makes it easier because you don't have to worry about, you know, lip sync on the characters for for a dialogue heavy game. Uh, But it's it's just like I feel like 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 what I was looking at just felt so generic and and uninteresting, especially considering you have to stare at the same four rooms uh, for the entire time you're playing this. And, you know, something to note also is that we said when this game came out. As of this recording, it's been out for like a week and a half, two weeks. Like it's 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 right. a very new game. Um, and so when I was playing it, I was playing it like the day it dropped. Like I think I started playing it before we decided that we were going to do it for the show. And I would see like resolutions of things just like completely like fuck up or like have characters right. like walk through stuff they shouldn't have walked through and stuff, or like even get my character set back a couple paces. So like not that like that's an overall like. You know, shit happens like sometimes, you know, bugs happen or whatever, but it it didn't ruin my experience. But that's just like what something to that uh, did take me out of it for a second, too. It looked like shit and it was performing not at a a level that I thought was completely acceptable right away. But then it was then it was fine. Yeah, I experienced those glitches, too. Like Mm -hmm. somebody go to hug somebody and they just pass through them. And it's yeah, it's a buggy. But it's also. So if Scribblenauts can allow you to put a hat on a Tyrannosaurus Rex and put give him a fire hose and then he sprays a fire, right? Mm-hmm. If Scribblenauts can be like, on, on the fucking DS, can yeah. be like, anything you can think of, you can probably do. The One of the most limiting things about this game is you cannot do a lot. You yes. cannot do shit Great that point. if you were in a time loop, you would do. And- and I think that the the sort of self-seriousness about the dour energy of the game is limiting because the more comedic, quote unquote, comedic solutions to puzzles are also the things I'd like the reason that all these time loop movies are comedies is because the premise executes most effectively as a comedy. Mm-hmm. Like you like. Your, your wife comes out of the shower and she's like, wow, I didn't hear you come in. And you just pour water over her head. Yeah. Yes. And like that spirals you into a different reality is not a thing you can do in this no. very serious game. Um, 
it, it, it very much wants to be like when someone says, oh, yeah, games aren't art. We'll check out this game. It very Orchestra much wants tunes. to be the answer to that yeah. question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and, and I want to return to what you were talking about with with Scribblenauts and why can Scribblenauts do this and this game can't. A big thing to me is just the choices to have this be a 3D game with a lot of character animation. And, you know, your your, your biggest cost in, in development is always going to be labor and the biggest, the most labor intensive thing in in uh, in development is generally animation. So, you know, when they when they do that, when they make that choice, instead of making this like, hey, let's make this be a top down 2D game with limited character animation. And, you know, and, and instead of having uh, uh, Hollywood, uh, uh, you know, movie stars voicing the uh, doing the voice acting, let's get, you know, some working class voice actors who can give us a lot more time and can record, record 10 times as many lines of dialogue and all these alts that you were uh, yeah. pitching, Heather, like so that so that we can have like a game that accounts for all these contingencies and allows the player to experiment in the way that's fun in a time loop sort of premise which this game does not let you do a lot of times when you try to do something fun it just will just you'll just flat out get like a, i can't do that or like why are you showing me this you know yeah it's yeah it's it's, it's kind of a letdown in that sense <sighs> you as a human being as the player can think of a million things you would like to do and when right. it, when you are when you attempt it and it tells you you can't you're just in like, why am I doing this then? Like, like what? What was this for? Right. Uh, if you, if how how much of a time loop is it? How much of an adventure game is it? If the scope of your adventure is limited, if you're not yes. allowed to do certain things, then what? What is the point of this? And then you know, obviously, once we get into like the the larger point of it, I don't even know if it still answers the question why. It is. It right. is just like it is such an interesting. I will say something. I mean, we we mentioned yeah, Kojima loved it. And no, and no disrespect to the man. This is a hundred percent like no shit. He loves this. It's like <laughs> like that fucking lunatic. He like, yeah. yeah. It's like exactly the type of thing. He's like, I love this. Yes. Uh, and you know, God God bless him. I, I I'm I'm happy that he enjoyed it. This thing is so far up its own ass that it makes me seem like a humble, normal person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's why he I loved it. He's love like, it. It, it like reset the balance for him a little bit. He's like, okay, right. now I can kind of go and and be me again. I feel like we should. Uh, I feel like we should maybe enter spoiler country. Buckle Here. up, buckaroos. You're now entering oh, spoiler country. Pew, Caution. Pew, pew. You may get spoiled. <laughs> Is that it? Is that... Uh, we can do more. I don't want Hold you to. Hold on just, to your hats uh, and glasses. Spoilers are coming up. Pee-wee. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Population you if you don't want to know what is going on. My ears are ringing like the opening of Saving Private Ryan. Like, are I just want you. Are you sure it's not an orchestra tuning? No. <laughs> I just. So. <laughs> All right. So you've been warned. That's yes. where you are now. Is spoiler country? You got it, partner. Uh. Um. Okay. So. I was roofied once. Oh, my goodness. 
and uh, and I was re- I went to a bar on Fairfax Boulevard uh, the week that I got back from Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and I what I had a martini and was playing pool with my buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know when you play pool, you put the drink down and you 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 play and you come back to the drink. Right. And I'd had about like half of it. When I was like, "Uh oh, something is wrong with me." Yes. Uh, and I was like, "Hey, man, I don't feel good. Let's get. It. Let's. Can we leave?" And he was like, "Yeah, absolutely." So we went outside, and I watched the pavement come t- up to me. Jesus, does that make sense? Like, yeah. I, wa- I yes. was watching the pavement. I was like, "What is happening to the ground?" And like, f- full face planted. Yeah. Uh, and he drove me to Cedars. Yeah. And uh, they fucking put me in on IV and everything. So like. Thankfully, I was with a friend right. who uh, was able to keep me safe. Yes. Um, and also, I had like I'm like I was like, oh, some, something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I wasn't like, oh, man, this drink's hitting me hard. Wow. That oh, well, that sounds like victim blaming. I was just extremely yeah. lucky. Yes. Right. Very, very lucky. This. So this. So this is a thing that happens to women. Always. Mm-hmm. I am not a party girl. I am like yeah. building Gundam in my fucking garage. And I, when I go to a bar, <laughs> it's to play a sport. Like yes, I, I right. wasn't even like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go and try and score some, some dick or pussy. <laughs> like I was just yeah. like at the, fu- anyway. Yes. It happens so much that, that it, that it is casual almost. It is a thing that women talk about to each other. That you you have a con- like a hawkishness towards your drinks at bars, right. like you cannot be a physical human body shaped like a like a female, whatever that mean, whatever that means. Like you yes. can't like you cannot be in those spaces without being in a semi unsafe thing. You have to anyway. So the fact that you have to drug your wife. Yes. Yes. Hundreds of times in order to make this story happen is fucking crazy. A hundred percent. It's it's wild. Yes. Nuts. (laughs) Absolutely. It's it's wild. And it's one of those things where because also if you just sort of let the game play out and I think probably most people's instinct will be like, hey, you know what? The first couple of loops, I'll just sort of see what happens if you just sort of let things play out. It's revealed that also that the there's the extra layer of your wife is pregnant. Mm-hmm. So you are drugging your pregnant wife. And apparently the reason you have to do this is because if you just tell her what what's going on, she runs out of the apartment. Like mm-hmm. there's no way you could actually just have an honest conversation with somebody with her and then try to convey this information. You can eventually. Uh, but that comes like after you. there's that layer, Heather, and then there's the other thing. So both of these are key to progression. You both have to drug your pregnant wife and um, so that you can uh, can have a point where it's it's this tortured, you know, graphic adventure logic where your wife, you drug your wife so she passes out and then the home invader who claims to be a cop who comes later uh, has to turn on the light because she, she's turned off the light in the bedroom. And when he turns it on, there's an electrical malfunction and he's shocked and he passes out, at which point you can handcuff him and then get information from him by torturing him. Yes. Um, so so, th- so there's, so and that's key for that point. But then also to get another piece of information, which is absolutely critical to getting to the end game, you have to hide in a closet 
uh, get sneak into the to, to the place, sneak into your apartment, hide in the closet before your wife sees you, and then just wait for this man to show up and shoot her in the brain. Yes, and then and like watch this happen. Uh, and that's just because only in that state will she disclose exactly what happened to her murdered father um, years ago. And then you can use that nugget of information later on. It's just like like all the shit that you have to witness and participate in is just so fucking grim. It sounds like a joke that I would tell about how to solve a puzzle. Like, <laughs> like all right, well. Link, in order to to beat this shrine, you have to watch Zelda get torn in half by a monster. Yeah, right. just witness it maybe fifty times, and then the the shrine guardian will light up, and you will get a crystal, and you can keep going or whatever happened when the shrine. Yes. I don't even what happens when you beat the shrines in that game. Why did I you beat all shit. of them? You get stuff, right? Yeah, I don't remember, but it's, it's satisfying. It's, like it was, this game is. Uh, I so I also don't have any sensitivity towards game graphics, so I was never shocked. I was mostly like, "Really, this is the story that you're telling here? Like this yeah. is yes. this is the choices that you're gonna make without any like flagging by the protagonist? Like, not no moment where he's like, I like I can't I cannot do this to my wife again. I can't." Like why no. not? Why not build that shit in where yeah. you go to Drugger and he's like, I can't fucking do this. I cannot do this again. There is there is a moment if you you there's a knife in the in the you know in the kitchen area of the game. Yeah, it's all one area, and you can use the knife. You can kill yourself. You can stab yourself. You can like you can shoot get cut your dick off. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah you can get the cop's gun and shoot yourself like in front of your <laughs> wife. Yeah, which by the way. <laughs> when Mary played, she was having trouble with the controls and she she handcuffed the cop, took his gun and shot herself. <laughs> I'll show you, copper. <laughs> There's a moment where like you're you know, you're trying to figure out like, you know, you're trying to test the limit of what you're allowed to do in this thing. Yes. And so you're like, OK, well, one of the options is I could hover the knife over my wife and that indicating that you could, if you make the choice, kill your wife if you want to. Um, and if you do select that, it tells you, uh, you, you know, your internal monologue of your character, James McAvoy is like, uh, you know, if you do that, you're a killer forever. So like you meaning that like, if you do this, you're then cursed with the knowledge that you've killed it, it before that you've specifically killed your wife before. But then if you do it again, you just do it like you can You can right. just do it. Uh, but it gives you that's the only time. So in the logic of this game. Killing your wife. Hey, maybe you should think twice about this. Drugging your pregnant wife. Fine. Like it is like, like, <laughs> right. like, like, not, like, like it, the game thinks that that's an OK decision to make. Like if you well, have and, to. And, and also there's an ending that you can get. Yeah. Uh, because you know, I I I got a couple of the endings on my own, and they looked at a walkthrough to to mop up some achievements and see what other parts of content I missed out on. Some yeah. of the stuff is so inscrutable; I don't think you'd ever fi- figure it out without a a walkthrough, unless you literally had infinite time. Um, but there's an ending called the coward ending, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> there was ever an ending for Weiger? Let's get let's get this. Let's knock this out." And uh, but the coward ending it involves <laughs> you handcuffing the cop. Insane. Yeah. 
you handcuff the cop and oh, you drug your wife. You handcuff the cop while, while he's unconscious. Then when he wakes up, you just do everything that he says, including he says, I need I need some time in the room by your uh, I need some time in the bedroom with your wife by myself. Go sit on the couch and you go do that. And then he shoots your wife in the brain again, comes out, uh, takes your phone, dials 911 and tells you to tell 911 that your wife killed herself. Yes. And you have so you have to do all this to get an ending and then like an achievement pops. And it's just like that whole thing is so like this is fucking weird. Why is this? Why is this a victory state? <laughs> the achievement um, for that's you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Five gamer points. <laughs> also, I'll say, you know, we talked about the tonal shifts earlier, but just just a, one specific example that happened to me in a playthrough is after I experienced watching my the player character's wife uh, lie down on the floor and having the guy fucking shoot her in the head and she bleeds out and like gurgles a little bit. And yeah. then he's like, he like leaves. After that, I like like the time loop ended, and then my player character was back in the at the start of the twelve minutes, and he just goes, "And we're back." Oh God! Like, what the fuck? That was there's cute. not a moment of you being like, "Oh God!" Oh, yeah. Like, every, like at, at least have every single time not be a quip. Have every single time be like, yeah. "I am fucking shaken I'm s- to the core by this d- destruction of my concept of reality." Yeah, very, very inappropriate. And also, like, I mean, we talked a little bit about, I mean, the voice cast, like how it's like serviceable voice acting or whatever. But I do think we could have just either gotten, we could have, these are good actors. These are like some of the, like Willem Dafoe, these are some of the best actors working. Like, sure. uh, Like, and I just, I think the performances that we got aren't worth casting them for. Like it, it, to me, it just didn't seem like it was like they, that it seemed like they had him for, a day like you know like like okay we'll just yeah. we'll kind of bang this out or whatever um and like to that point like just cast some actors who are gonna give you everything they fucking got and it, it's gonna be a killer experience it would add so much more i think this game would have been better again we're not critics yeah not fucking critics i'm just yeah. saying like as a player like i think this game would have been a better less jarring experience with no voice acting yeah. and just a lot more text and so you don't have to worry about those abrupt tonal shifts in delivery because you just write dialogue to cover every contingency. Yeah. I mean, like, like, uh, but, but yeah, I, I, I do feel like this is a waste of this fucking, this fucking cast. I guess we should talk about what the, what the story actually is, sure. which is that the cop who comes in. So your wife has Again, been accused. So we're, we are deep. We're crossing the border. From spoiler country into like ruin nation nation. Like you right. cannot come back from what where you're about to be. Like I think at this point you still could be like surprised by the game, but we're going from spoiler country into ruin nation nation. Yes. It's like a uh you know, it's it's a it's a landlocked country, uh, surrounded on all sides by spoiler country. Uh <laughs> ruination nation. Uh, it's like Lesotho in South Africa. Um so we're in there. <laughs> we're in it, we're in the territory of Ruination Nation. The the your wife has been a, the the man who comes in the who claims to be a cop says that your wife killed her own father eight years eight ago. Years ago, yes, yeah. He's still bitter about that. In addition, she has, and this was one of those things that made me go like, "How is this set fucking right now?" And this is going to be the MacGuffin. She has a a pocket watch. That is apparently so valuable 
that he can steal it and sell it with uh, to get enough money to pay for his own daughter's cancer treatment. Um, so like, this is like a million dollar fucking, uh, you know, pocket watch that's hidden in one of the vents that you find later on. But all this ends up being a reality that's happening within the head of the protagonist because mm-hmm. this is all a thing that's going on because you, the player character, and your wife, in reality, are brother and sister having an incestuous love affair. Yes. The wife doesn't and know. The wife doesn't know. So another way in which you are just repeatedly victimizing this female character in this game is you are drugging your pregnant wife who you know is your sister. Yes. Yes. Devin Devin hasn't played the game. And in the Zoom window, he is receded to be smaller and smaller as he backs away from the computer. And he's he's just shaking his head no. He's compressing into the head of a pin. My my watching of the game was just like, oh, so you saw Old Boy? Yes. That's the hook. <laughs> I was just thinking that same right. thing. You fucking you watched Old Boy? Because that I mean that the sort of like I've forgotten about an incestuous thing that's happened because of an experience that like it's just it yeah. and it, it like you can't you can't be like this boxing club was started by a alternate reality version of myself and not have people be like, oh, you mean like his fight club in the same way? <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. like after you find out she's your sister, you can fuck your wife. Yeah. As as the gamer. Wait, Boo. you can. <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> I mean, you get on top and roll around in clothes and she's just like, oh, I like this. Right, and, yeah. Oh, she also at one point goes, Hello. And I was like, hello. Yeah. Do we do we have any of the voice acting, Matt? Do we have a, a few clips? I do, yeah. Or anything we can play? I just just to give people a sense of what of the performances we're getting here. It it does feel like neither of them or none of the principal actors had were given the full script. They were just given their lines. It might have also recorded over them the in a vacuum. course of like seven years. Like right. who the fuck? 100 percent Yeah, who knows? Okay, this is uh some of uh, the dessert eating with uh, James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley, the man and the woman. So when is the dessert not just a dessert? I have something to share. Dessert and a present? What, when is this, my birthday? Just open it. So? Baby? Yeah. I'm pregnant! We're having a baby! <laughs> what? Wow! Yeah, wow. So? How are you feeling over there? So, you like, a, a, a chunk of dialogue like that is, like, you know, well, to try to divine what 
to, to reverse engineer what uh, how to solve all of these puzzles, I need to sit through that like twelve different times, you know, or mm. more. And it, it's there's there's just a lot of repeated, just very generic dialogue that, and the game looks looks very bland too. Which I guess I, I would say would be a choice, could be a choice, but I don't know. It just it all feels so. It doesn't feel like a choice. It doesn't feel like we're intentionally making everything feel very generic and bland and ordinary to highlight the horror or anything. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear some of uh, Willem Dafoe? Yeah, let's get a little yeah. Dafoe, the big heavy. He's, uh, he's but he's great. He's, Just he's as a heads up. He's, he's really good great. in it. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> I'm with the police. Turn around, please. What? Me? Yes, you. Hands behind your back. Let's go. Hold still. <laughs> You're hurting me. Now you, hands behind what your back. What is going on? Please. Don't move. Help me. Will you come help me? No, come on. Don't. My wrists. I don't know what you This is a mistake. Babe, will you tell him? This is a misunderstanding. You're under arrest for your father's murder eight years ago. That's kind of how things play out normally. She is saying also just in like, she's saying, can you help me? Please, can you help me while you're being handcuffed? Yeah. Like, it's not it's not like that dialogue is supposed to trigger if you're like in the other room or you're like hiding in the closet and she knows you're there. But like half the time it would just be like, I'm I'm getting the shit punched out of the back of my head. By Will- Willem Dafoe, while my wife goes, hey, my wrists. Oh, no. Yeah. No, can you help me? Can you right. he- please help me? Yeah. So, look. It, it, it's a bummer. Also, you know, like, like because there, there's a point where I'm like, okay, I get what I have to do. I have to, like, fucking defeat this guy. And so I was like, like okay, you'll t- like, why don't I take the knife, the, ki- the kitchen knife, and hide in the closet and then when this guy shows up, I'm going to burst out of the fucking closet and I'm going to fucking stab him, you know? You could at least allow the player to do that and then have there be like a, like still a fail state that's like, that didn't fix anything. You think killing me is going to solve things? But it doesn't let you do that. The guy still overpowers you. And then yeah. like, you know, you still get strangled to death regardless. There's no way to defeat him except to have him touch the light switch, which is defective, and have that shock him into unconsciousness. Even though that exact same act does not make you or your wife unconscious when you touch that same light switch. No. I've ha- I had it do a couple things. I had it, I, yeah. at one time it made me start my entire loop over. Um, and then another time, it um i woke up and then it was too late he was already here and it was just like oh god damn it like oh so it did make you it did make you unconscious it it did for like a a little bit but like and then i got woken up eventually but um it is yeah it's it i don't know it's what what a frustrating experience just because you would think you could just yeah why couldn't you just do that why can't you jump out the window why can't you (laughs) like why can't you do anything like that you, is you, there a difference between the knife that's on the... Do, do either of you know, since it seems... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, no, Matt. I was is there, is there? How a dare you interrupt anyone on this podcast, Heather? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is, there a, is there a difference between the knife that the cop is carrying and the knife that's on the table in terms of, 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 of effect? 
Um, because he's got like a so. pocket knife. Yeah. yeah. And I never, I, I was like, oh, I should do this at some point. But the risk, like, I wouldn't try stuff because I was like, the risk of having to go through the fucking drugging of my wife again yeah. right. in order to get to this part was so like overbearing to me. Not that I was empathize. It, it just was like, this is gross. Like, it's just gross to do this a thousand times. So I'd be yeah. like, I don't want to try. Like, why can't I handcuff his fucking feet together? My dude has seen that if you handcuff his hands and then let him hang out there, he'll get up and punch you with his head. So right. why on the next loop can't I handcuff his legs? Yeah. Like, yes. like, th- th- it, yeah. You can, you can like, localize what like the damage that you're, you do to him though yeah. like you can shoot him in the chest you can shoot him in the head you can shoot him in the arms or legs you can like, take his it, knife from him and and torture him with it that's what i did yeah like that, okay. that's how i got information and it, it should be said that the reason i mean i guess it's a no-brainer that the reason that you are doing any of this is to get a tiny bit of information like you just get right. barely enough information to change how you respond when the loop starts again. So then like, you can be like, Oh wife, hi wife. I have, I'm in a time loop. Let me get, let's just skip this entire charade. I'm going to prove to you. I'm in a time loop. Here's some thunder. I know you have baby clothes. And then you get more information later on where you just skip all of that, but you still have to do that at the very least. So for instance, what you were talking about with the, with the baby clothes, like, that you like you go through an entire sequence of of you know being com- committing all these atrocities uh to your loved ones and then uh the at the end of it you hear the the cop in one instance is like like your mother her name started with a with a d and then you put it together or I'm uh, the 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 nanny that your dad was having an affair with her name started with a d yes. then you put that together that okay that, that there's a d name on the baby clothes that I was gifted and if I sh- and then if on the next loop I show that to the cop maybe you can do it on the same loop but it didn't occur to me uh then he'll be yes that's the name the name that's on the baby clothes which is the same name as your mom which will make you figure out that your nanny is who your wife's yes. dad was having an affair with which is what led to this whole incestuous affair uh slash revenge murder why would i know it's all bullshit because it's all taking place inside his head but why would your wife want to name your daughter after the woman that her that his that the affair why would you do you know i can't even articulate how weird it is so her dad was having an affair and you would be like i'm gonna name my daughter after that nanny because that Cause that's my dad. And that was what yes. he wanted. <laughs> like, it's so weird. I think that, I think the way the game covers that is that she never knew your mom because your mom, di- the player character's mom died. And so, so she's he, still, she, she didn't she's, know that the nanny is your mom, but she's still naming it. Like I would never name my kid after like one of my girlfriend's exes. Yeah. Like, even if the name meant something to me, I'd be like, you know, this name's probably off limits. Yeah. (laughs) Like, because it is a different context for me. Yes. Like, Dahlia is not a common name. So, like, knowing that your father was having an affair and that you were so upset about it that you attacked him. Yeah. But maybe she also forgot that the cop did forget the name. Everyone's just always forgetting (laughs) just a key piece of information. Yes. Ugh. And a Polaroid proves she's innocent. Um, it's a fucking, it, it's, it, it's, yeah. And, and I guess there's probably also kind of like, you know, when you talked about there's like uh, 
elements crib from old boy a lot of stuff to- taken from um from hitchcock obviously there's the time loop influence which has been well explored in other works i think there's also like kind of like with so much about hypnotism and time it felt kind of get outy to me like it's just like that felt like there was there was that influence it just feels like a lot of stuff that this that i don't know it, it feels like a lot of other of 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 other works that have explored these same I'm, topics in better ways. There is a room assembled. in in the final season of Mr. Robot that is that is a room surrounded on all sides with books where the character finds out an insane truth about themselves and then attacks the person who revealed the truth to them while a thunderstorm is happening outside. Same set. Well, there you go. So fucking weird. Uh it, this was this was a I don't know this was this was a weird I, I mean I guess I'm I'm kind of glad I played it just to see what it was what the fuss was about but I don't think any of us had a good time with this but we'll try our best to say something positive and give this game a numerical decimal rating it's time for our review crew. <laughs> So we're going through the loop. <laughs> wow, that was really good. Which, by the way, I would love Devin to reverse what I just did as reverse sound and see what it was that I said. <laughs> Sounds like this. If it was a wow, wow, I can't believe I said that. Incredible. I have no idea what it was. We'll find out later. Uh, you're canceled. Um, Which also. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is maybe damning with faint praise. I, I, I really wanted to like this game because I like a throwback. You know, I, I like graphic adventures a lot, um, but I just feel like this is the, the, I feel like it kind of bit off more than it could chew. And um, so my my positive will be that I think this has really good cover art. Uh, I'll share this with you guys if you've seen this. Oh, yeah. No, it's great cover art. That's cool. Yeah. Looks like, like a, a Vertigo poster. It's mm-hmm. like the Vertigo poster. You know, again, everything's like an, an homage or ripoff, but it's like a, it's it's a really cool throwback Saul Bassy looking uh, thing. If you're checking out this browsing this game in the Steam store or <clears throat> Game Pass or what have you, I, I think maybe this is worth messing around with. If you're curious on Game Pass, I don't I can't justify <laughs> paying full retail for this game. Um, if you don't, uh, I, I just, I, it was kind of a bummer experience and just in terms of how limited it was and how dark it was. So I'm gonna give this a, a 4.1. <laughs> um, Heather, also, what do you think? You giving like, this isn't worth paying full price to people who have already gone through Ruination Nation and are like, oh man, I, maybe I shouldn't play this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm a mixed look. If I had made this, I'd be proud of it. I'd be like, sure. Look at this fucking thing I made. Look at this. Like, look all the work I did. Look how long it took me. Look how it evokes these things that I love. Uh, you know, it's got a little Hitchcock. It's got a li- like it's nibbling in all the right places. Um, maybe I wouldn't have thought of all the implications of what it means to drug your wife a hundred million times because <laughs> I would have seen it only as only as a game, like only as like, okay, I need to, I need to incapacitate the wife in order to forward this part of the story. And I want to do something like punching her. So like, 
oh, she takes sleeping pills. Just give her sleeping pills. That's not that bad. And all things considered. Anyway, the, the, the music is good. Um, the attempt at making a time loop game is good. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and Kojima likes it, and I'm a huge sycophant. So if he <laughs> loves the game, then I love the game. <laughs> uh, hmm. oh, man. It's just like a 5.5 for me. And I'm sad wow. to say that. Yeah. But it's the same score whether it goes forwards or backwards. Oh, there you go. Okay. M- Matt, you're up. All right, Matt. Yeah, I mean, because I'll say before I got to the, like, upsetting parts of the game, I was enjoying myself. I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is packaged in an interesting way. I don't love how it looks necessarily, but I like the idea of a time loop game. I like... I liked the overall presentation. Like the, I liked trying to figure out. Oh, like the the idea of figuring out how to get the cop to apprehend him was interesting to me. I was just like, this is I, I you know, I, I like to try to solve things like that. Um, but the the ending and just the like the overall just like content in general. Once you get past a certain point, what well, left a really bad taste in my mouth. And I you know I I'm not squeamish or, or anything like that. You know, but it is it's it, it was such a yeah a bummer to not realize that that's the situation I was getting into in this game. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna rate it a hmm. Yeah, I think I'll go four point five. Um, wow because it it's like it worked like the game works and it like it is it's I, I i had a decent time with it but that yeah just the that ending is because you're also i don't even think we said this is back in uh you know the spoiler spo- spoiler area you 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 don't remember it because you're being you you, you get hypnotized so you're right. like i can't remember this Please hypnotize me. You're just like, no, you don't do this. Just don't do any of it. You wouldn't have to do any of this. You know, it's hypnosis, eh, seem, it's, it, they were trying to figure out how to get out of there. Not interesting to me. Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, 4.5. Um, by the way, we uh, this isn't this isn't part of the next segment. There was a piece we were talking about that I meant to bring up that I, I thought was a good kind of... Uh, Good write up on this uh, by Renata Price on Kotaku, uh, and it's titled 12 Minutes Might Have the Worst Video Game Ending of the Year. <laughs> and then, and then the, the sub headline is The only person 12 minutes hates as much as its protagonist is his wife. <laughs> uh, it's pretty much a summation of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but hey, those were our thoughts on 12 Minutes. But Heather, Matt, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we were wrong. Matt, I feel like now that you're a host, you also have to say it, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe we were wrong. I guess I should have got some, too. I think that these are the things that I got to think about. Yeah, yeah there's, I, 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 there's, I gotta there's get work to do now, buddy. You, just, you can't just <laughs> I can't come coast along anymore. for the ride. You can't just like... <laughs> 
All right. Maybe we were wrong. Uh, We've got reviews that we've scoured the internet for. And if we had a positive take on the game, these will be negative reviews. And if we had a negative take on the game, these will be positive reviews. And that's because maybe we were wrong. I've got one. Great. This is from Metacritic. This is by Fernandez MM. 10 out of 10. This game is a masterpiece. One of the best games I've played in years. It's simple and complex at the same time. You have to be smart to be able to finish. Those who give this game negative marks are because they are not smart enough and are frustrated at being a loser. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Yeah, not not entirely wrong, I guess. <laughs> there was a review that I wish I had screenshotted, which was like, 12 minutes is the puzzle game that Jonathan Blow would make if he was a sociopath. <laughs> and I don't know where the... He, Jonathan Blow being the developer of both Braid and The Witness. Yes. Um, like, I, I, I can't, I'm, some, I'm paraphrasing it, but that was the, the comment. Maybe it was on Reset Era. I don't know. Um, Perhaps not but, coincidentally, Luis Antonio, who, who made this game, um, worked on the Jonathan Blow game, The Witness. Oh. So, yeah. Well, now I feel like a jerk because it sounds like they're friends. Not that anybody's going to listen to this podcast. We've got zero listeners. Um, that's not true. If you're out there listening to the, you you're you are in you are in great company. If you're a listener to this show, uh, you shouldn't feel alone because tons of people listen to this, and I have no idea why. How about this? Ninety <laughs> percent from GameBlog.fr. Twelve minutes is a brilliant, complex dense and very smart point and click adventure which amazes each time you play it thanks to its many many branches served by a talented and rightfully toned cast 12 minutes is a rare and outstanding experience all the way they even mention the tone of the cast in this hmm. which is why it's like what maybe my maybe i am wrong <laughs> yeah i wonder i i feel like if you kind of had if you knew exactly what to do and weren't experimenting too much, if you kind of like intuited more, then you'd probably experience fewer of the quirks and uh, the the quirky tonal shifts that come from doing things out of order. But I don't, I don't know. Um, this one's from Booty on the Steam Store. <laughs> Recommended. Waited in the closet. Watched my wife get shot in the head. Went to the fridge and ate her dessert. Ten out of ten. Would recommend. <laughs> 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 I don't have anything that tops that, man. That's it. I have, That's, I have a oh. tweet. Uh, this is from uh, past guest Mike Drucker. Uh, and Mike tweeted, first hour of 12 minutes. Hmm, what a suspenseful mystery. Final hour of 12 minutes. Fuck this. Video games shouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, great. Wow. Well played, Drucker. Hey. <laughs> That was Maybe We're Wrong. It's time for the question block. All right. This one is from at LeonLXA on Twitter, and they write, Between Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, Chrono Trigger, and other examples, which game do you feel best use the element of time as a gameplay mechanic or focus? Braid. Wow. That's it. That's the correct answer. (laughs) It's, it was interesting to watch indie, the indie game, the movie, which we did for a DLC episode, and hear Jonathan Blow just basically say that, like, 
the idea of in a, a he, in a nutshell, he's kind of like the idea for Braid came from Prince of Persia: Sands of Time, and what if you could just do that like as many times as you wanted, as far back as you wanted. He just basically was like, because like in in Sands of Time, and you know this better than anyone, Matt. There's like a limitation on how many. I think you get like three charges, right? Yeah, and I think you can get more as you, you can expand more as you progress. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it's a limited resource, and in Braid, you can just do it as much as you want and and wind way the fuck back, and the it really ex- changes things. The experience of Braid as a as a as a game is like an infinite slider on a audio track or a movie track where you can just drag time to wherever it's necessary for you to solve a puzzle, and it's necessary for you to solve the puzzles. It is like this game uses time loops in order to give you information at a certain pace, but it does not necessarily need time in order for those loop. Like it doesn't, time is not necessary in this game. It's just your time that's necessary. You Mm -hmm. have to wait to hear different versions of the same scene, but you don't actually like the game doesn't use it as a, as a, as a weapon. Does that make sense? Whereas like, in Braid, you have to use time. Braid's the right answer. I don't, you know, I don't know who's keeping score on these, but thank you so much. I, I saw the I saw the tally, and I know that I'm at the top of the board, so that really means a lot to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, this the question block is not competitive. Uh, it's not an eSport. Well, but yeah, it is. That is it's, 100% competitive. I, mean, I just was going to say, people have been tracking, people have been saying you've been winning the question block, and I'm just... Yeah. I, I don't think of it that way. I think of it as you more guys, of a discussion. You but. guys hit the question block and poison mushrooms come out. I get a uh. pee wing every fucking time. <laughs> um, the I, I did I did remember one thing I I I did like from Twelve Minutes was just there's the one puzzle where you get the cops cell phone from his uh, you know you tie up the cop you get his cell phone and then you get you get his daughter's number and then you can call his daughter from your cell phone back in the next time loop like I was like, oh that's kind of an interesting. Like that, like that was like when I thought like, oh, that, that, that really executed on the, the, con- the conceit well, um, where one bit of knowledge from one timeline can, can be transferred to another one. But, uh, did, yeah. Did either of you tie up the cop, shoot him in the head and call the health insurance company and just let it be on hold? I did I call did the health that. insurance company. Yeah. <laughs> Not after I shot the cop, but I did that. <laughs> Um, Because you get to stay uh, on hold until the loop resets. Yeah, that's kind of fun. (laughs) Uh, Chrono Trigger is my answer, but I'll go in a different direction, which is to talk about uh, what what this game is. You know, like is just repeated death. It's like you know you're you're dying over and over again. And you know, one of my favorite games ever, Planescape Torment. The premise is that the protagonist is immortal. He cannot be killed. So, like, if your character it dies dies like runs out of health it's not like you like you are like oh shit okay i'm i'm going back to a checkpoint it's the you, your character dies in the game and rewakes up in the morgue which is the setting where the game begins and then you can get your way out of it again uh and it's kind it's kind of like a roguelike but it's not a roguelike it's all continuous in the same world uh but i thought that used it in a really interesting way uh so uh yeah that's a that's another one that i think I think answers the spirit of this question. Matt, you got a time game, a favorite time game? Is it just Prince of Persia? Yeah, it's just Prince of Persia. That's it. And I think uh, having, the, I want to play Braid. I, I've never played Braid before. Um, and it seems like I, I would I would really enjoy it. So maybe my answer will change. But it is, it's Prince of Persia as as given to me in the prompt. It's my, it's one, of, it's maybe my favorite game ever. I, I, I love it. And I just remember wow. the first time 
you get to do that. What a, it's so fun. I don't know. It's I love it. I wish you could do it in every game. You should be allowed. Grand Theft Auto reverse a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> a funny, a, a funny answer to this question would be Final Fantasy VIII in the finale compresses all time into a single moment. And so you're like interacting with children versions of yourselves. It's just goofy bullshit. But it would have been like I wish I had adamantly said that that was the right answer. You still can. No, I'm never wrong, so I would never do that. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAY. That is 616-275-2933. Hey, we're going to start doing a new thing on the show. If you've got thoughts about 12 minutes, perhaps a short review, and you want to share that with us, go ahead and do so, and maybe we'll read it or play it on a future episode of the show. Our music and engineering are by the great Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And Matt, we're not playing a game next week, but in a couple weeks, uh, we'll be covering another game. Let people know what that is. The next game that gets played is Portal. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Edge. If it was a 